This is Onizan Opa's a fan podcast where we talk about Korean culture, most specifically Korean drama, most specifically the leading men of K-drama, also known as our K-drama boyfriends, also known as Opa's. And we are your metaphorical big sisters, aka Onis. I am Susie. And I am Lynn. And we like to start out our episodes by... Being thankful by giving thanks for the K-drama bounty before us or something that has allowed us to come to the point of making this episode. So, Suze, to whom would you like to say, Jama Kismida? As is really our um, usual program in thanking Mm. is technology. Mm. So, I don't know if I've thanked this before i might have um but for a different kind of occasion Mm -hmm. but i have what you would call uh i guess a smart tv in some ways Mm. it's not the smartest tv but it is like (laughs) one of these tvs that (laughs) have like programming in it and you can like add apps so you can like put your Netflix on it already and you don't right. have to have like a third device to do that. Right. So it has a lot of apps, but it does not have Vicky. Mm-hmm. And I don't really love watching things on like a tiny screen. I mean, my tablet is not tiny, but for some reason when I play Vicky on my tablet, mm-hmm. it like will do this kind of laggy thing. So I have to <laughs> touch it. Uh-huh. Like, I have to have, like, a finger on the screen to make it keep going smoothly. What? I do not understand what is happening. It is very weird and bizarre. And you'd be like, you're lying. This is no such thing. <laughs> no. It is. I swear. Swear, people. It's crazy. So, anyway. So, it's real, like, tedious to watch sure. Vicky on my tablet. Yeah. Um, But because of the existence of chromecast Mm. i can just and actually even without chromecast because it's a smart tv you can just cast it to the tv oh um, because the tv is a device that you can cast to right so all the casting things Mm -hmm. thank you because then Mm -hmm. i can just throw it from the app to the tv and Mm -hmm. it will play on the tv it will even i could even pause with the tv remote yeah um which is big plus. But mm-hmm. anyway, thank you, technology, because I'm watching a bunch of Vicky things and not a bunch of Vicky things, but like back to back, like Vicky stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and am able to do it on my television. Mm. I agree. That's very, I really like that casting feature too. Like when I'm traveling, like over the summer when I was at my cousin's house for a long mm-hmm. time, um, mm-hmm. she and her family were out of town listeners uh and you know i didn't want to like put my vicky on their whatever they had you know i just like didn't want to get involved with like adding apps to their oh they have apple tv like i didn't want to get involved with Uh, that um mm -hmm. i did use their netflix and like made my own made my own Netflix uh, profile on their Netflix so that I wouldn't mess up their algorithm with all my K-drama things and that I deleted it when I was leaving. Uh, but for Vicky, it was just easier to like cast it to the Apple TV mm. from my Apple phone. 
Um, and it was, you know, seamless. And like you were saying, like, could pause it from there and like basically use it as a mm-hmm. remote and worked yeah. seamlessly. So, yeah. I so agree. Nice. That is so, so delightful. Um, I have mm-hmm. a very kind of weirdly specific one uh, that relates to what we're going to be talking about later. But I never thought I would be saying this, but I am thankful for people who share a lot on social media, which mm. seems weird because usually stuff like that would annoy me. Um, But I have a couple of friends recently who've been sharing really personal things. Somebody I know uh, has been going through a lot of medical stuff and she's been very transparent about that, which I think, you know, is really brave and also really helpful for people. Like, you know, and you get flack. I mean, I know that she's had people unfriend her over it and like send her DMs, like criticizing her about it, which is like, mind your own P's and Q's people. But anyway, um, but I told her that I really appreciate her being so frank about what she's going through because it's really informative for me about like, other people's, you know, health conditions and being aware of certain things. And also just, you know, she's someone who lives alone and it's an opportunity for her to really connect with people beyond the level, you know, sort of the surface level that people mostly connect on social media. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I have somebody else that I know that uh, just lost her dog of 13 years. And when I say dog, it doesn't really adequately explain the relationship that they had. I mean, he Mm. was like her constant companion. She went through a lot of upheaval over the past 13 years. And, you know, they were just like soulmates. And so when he passed, it was only a little while ago. She's been really devastated about it. And she's been you know, posting about how sad she is and how hard it is every day, which again, I mean, I'm sure that there are a lot of people who are like, "Ugh, it's too much. I don't want to read this. But guess what? Mm. Like she's in a lot of pain and I'm sure she feels really alone because she doesn't have her companion of the past 13 years. And I'm just really glad Mm. that she is reaching out. And it seems like a lot of people are, you know, comforting her and reaching out back to her and I think again I think it's really brave and I am glad that she's using social media for that function so even though I think there's probably more bad about social media than good um, you know I'm appreciative to those people who are really brave about using it in what I see as positive ways so thank you brave social media posters uh, I am not one of those people, but I appreciate you. So, uh, so speaking of current events, Susie, what have you been watching currently? So, I have finished Perfect Marriage Revenge. <laughs> and I had a great time with it. Um, and, you know, unironically really enjoyed a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think there's like some things to, I haven't listened to other podcasts yet that like discuss this. So yeah. I, I don't know what other people's thoughts are about it, but um, obviously stories bonkers. It sure. is just cra- crazy. But however, 
Um, there is a self awareness about that mm-hmm. ridiculousness about right. the story that really makes it fun, and you feel like everyone is in on the joke, mm-hmm. and so I feel like everyone working on the show is having a good time with mm-hmm. it instead of like this is serious, and right. we really like unironically think it's right. This is like how our story is story is going. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, but also they had like fantastic casting in terms of. Especially, um, like the older generation people, mm-hmm. um, I thought they had a list on on you know that they had cast, and so oh, yeah. everyone is fantastic. Even when they're doing like the most ridiculous things, they still do it really well mm-hmm. and with like commitment. And you're just like, this is incredible. It's crazy, but it's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, so that just lends something different when you have. It's like another example when you have something that, you know, might be a little like questionable <laughs> for mm, actors right. to do. Yeah, yeah. And you have people who are capable of like making something, you know, more plausible than you would think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just like in the hands of good actors, you know, even like kind of a weak script is mm. can be elevated, you know. Right, right, right. But again, there's that sense of like, we understand what this is. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to act accordingly mm-hmm. to what this is. Mm-hmm. And just but like not over mm-hmm. what is required mm-hmm. for it. And so there's not a lot of overacting, actually. Mm-hmm. There's a, a lot of like just right acting (laughs) of what is required for this genre Mm -hmm. so in that sense it was like so good Mm -hmm. Um, but it was just like so fun and so ridiculous and like you're either yelling at it you're laughing at it or you're actually like sometimes sympathizing with some people which was like really good Um, but yeah so it was just a fun frothy romp Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed it they did a good job making it mm-hmm. um so that makes all the difference you know yeah. um because you you understand what this is some things don't make sense obviously sure <laughs> but some things also are like are just not plausible but if everyone is having fun with it why not why right. not yeah. yeah yeah especially the audience so, yeah so if you want something that you do not have to spend a lot of brain cells on <laughs> <laughs> you know just something like something floofy this is i think this fits the bill it's mm-hmm. great it has a like really nice romance actually i really enjoy their relationship mm-hmm. um and like some very competent actors in a crazy setting mm-hmm. i mean this is the show for you okay <laughs> well, so great. yeah and um and then I'm continuing on with My Dearest, Mm -hmm. uh, which uh, is on Vicky. Mm -hmm. And it is, uh, it's it's quite good. I mean, like, I'm very into it right now. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't know where it's going. In terms of, like, mm, like, this is one of the shows where, you're, it's not predictable how it's going to end mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. what it's what's going to happen and i also have not like read anything about mm-hmm. it so i i just don't know so uh so there are like stressful times mm-hmm. there's some real sad times mm-hmm. there's some real fun times um so 
yeah, I'm really like I'm really into it. Like I'm I'm very eager to like continue on. I'm on episode six right now. Okay. Um, yeah. So I on purpose finished Perfect Marriage Wrench first before I like went um uh, back to my dearest. So uh, I just started again like a couple of days ago. So, but it's it's good. Okay. It's good. I just don't. I'm a little nervous about where mm-hmm. where can because it could like go any which way, and I'm just like I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, but, but that's good. Anyway, that's I, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really, I really love our main female character. Yeah, her. She is great. She's, yeah, she is so great. And it's like in the beginning, you know, she's kind of like, uh you know, one of these, like, flighty young women, but she's, like, really smart, mm-hmm. actually. And she is one that, you know, when you say, like, using feminine wiles, like, she is absolutely doing that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and, you know, like, when you're just, like, in a tiny town with, like, sort of a limited scope of experiences, sort of mm-hmm. this is, and, like, in that time period, mm-hmm. like, sort of the ways you stretch your brain is like kind of limited too because you know you don't see the possibilities of where else you can go Mm -hmm. but then once that like sort of breaks open for her Mm -hmm. you see like how much more she can do given the opportunity Mm -hmm. now the opportunity here was stressful (laughs) like i wish it was different okay but like she like got put to the test in a very like treacherous situation Mm -hmm. and she just emerged Mm -hmm. to become like the leader of this little pact of ladies so okay i just really love her i just think she's you know she's going through it and Mm -hmm. she is you know we'll see i can see like how she's gonna have like this character uh character arc Mm -hmm. that's really satisfying Mm -hmm. i can i can see how it's going to be satisfying Mm -hmm. because already she is sewing us like actually i'm more than i what you saw me in the beginning yeah yeah so yeah so and then mm, we'll talk about nangumi a little bit more later (laughs) (laughs) will we or or uh yeah yeah you'll hear from me about nangumi later in a later later time in a future time, but uh, he is, he is as good as he always is, yeah. right? Like he is sure. just so competent. But um, repeated viewing of him now mm-hmm. has given me some food for thought. Okay, intriguing. Let's just say that. Intriguing. Let's just say that. Uh, well, yeah. your feedback makes me much more eager to to watch it. Will it be mm-hmm. the under the queen's red sleeve of 2023 only time will tell but i'm willing to give only it a shot only time will tell yeah i will caution there are like some upsetting things that will happen mm. and i'm only in episode 6 so right. they are not sugarcoating certain things sure um so it's not like suggestions only all mm. the time yeah. They're just like parts that will you'll just have to turn your head. <laughs> like, mm. Yeah. So 
yeah, it's it's interesting. It's interesting. So I would I would recommend with caution. Okay. Um, but story wise, it's it's going well. It's going well, and performances are just really really great. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. Well, I as discussed in our last catch up watched the last two episodes of Han River Police because why not? Uh, <laughs> and it did not have a sudden, like, amazing turnaround. No, it, I mean, it was still, like, super meh. It's like, a, that was a thing that I watched. I mean, no regrets. Uh, it was interesting. You know, I've only seen... Lee Sang-yi in a couple of things. I mean, he doesn't really have a huge part in um, When the Camellia Blooms. Uh, So really, I haven't seen him in that many things. He just makes a big, such a big impression in Hometown Cha-Cha-Cha that it's like, I feel like I know him so well, but really, I haven't seen him in a lot of things. Uh, He is so terrible in Han River Police. His character is... Like, Yikes. oh, my gosh, like truly evil. He's he's real, real terrible. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't recommend it. I wouldn't say, like, mm. don't watch it if for some reason you feel compelled to watch it. I just don't know what that reason would be, because I can't even really articulate why I felt compelled to watch it. Lee Sung-gi mm. and Chae Sumong, Those are the reasons. Um, <laughs> Moo Song. I just said it backwards. <laughs> yeah. Moo Song. Chae Sumong. Chae Moo Song. Those, those are the mm-hmm. reasons. Any hazels. Um, and then after I finished that, I started watching something that's been on my watch list forever, uh, which was Dr. Romantic, the first mm-hmm. of the three series of Dr. Romantic, which mm-hmm. I had not watched any of. It was nice to be reunited with Yu Yun Suk, who we're mm-hmm. going to be talking about a little bit later. Um mm-hmm. I mean, this show is so much like Grey's Anatomy. It's like Grey's Anatomy times chocolate because it's about this hospital like out in the sticks that's owned by a conglomerate that's like trying to get rid of, like trying to close it down, basically. Um, And a lot of it is, I mean, which I can't really remember being a thing in Grey's Anatomy. I haven't watched any Grey's Anatomy for years and years and years. Um, But... A lot of it is shenanigans, you know, it's like the the guy mm-hmm. who's like the director of the hospital has beef with the doctor who, you know, who we know as Dr. Romantic. Um, mm-hmm. And like a lot of it is just axe grinding, like him mm-hmm. being determined to like cause harm to this guy who like doesn't doesn't hate him back, like, thinks he's a terrible person, but, like, isn't trying to, like, bring him down because he has bigger fish to fry because he's a doctor. He's trying to save people's <laughs> lives. Um, I mean, and that's, you know, sort of the crux of the conflict is, like, there's this guy who is also a physician who is the director mm-hmm. of the, you know, hospital conglomerate um, who only wants to make money. And he's such mm-hmm. a, like, stereotypical villain like zero compassion you know just so two-dimensional um and that's that is what this show is like it is not a show that deals in subtleties a lot of the time and 
Susie already knows this because we talked about it the other day, but I watched almost the entire 21 episode first series on double speed on Kokowa and it did not suffer for it because it's just <laughs> like it's just that kind of show that's very predictable like what's going to happen yeah. um you know and it's still fun and it's still fun mm. to see um Yu Yun Sok is you know is so he's got that baby face and he also mm. is so immature his character is so immature a lot of times and like petty in this mm. show which is funny um and, uh, you know, one of the reasons why I wanted to watch it now, because I just watched Love Temperature not that long ago. And so I am new friends with So Hyun Jin, uh, who is the female mm-hmm. lead of this show. Uh, so I started up and, you know, it's full of friends. And then only after I started it did I reala- realize that Yang Sejong, who is the male lead of Lem- Love Temperature, is like a... He's not a second lead, but almost a second lead in Dr. Romantic. Like, he has a very prominent role as a uh, Mm -hmm. support character. And so I was like, what? This is like the prequel to Love Temperature. Um, His character is much less likable in in Dr. Romantic. Although he has, like, Uh. he's an interesting character because he is the son of the director, like the terrible director guy. So he's got a lot of, like, different, you know, different influences pulling him in different directions. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I just ate it right up. I just zoomed right through it. But it's, like, not serious. (laughs) You know, it's not, like, some (laughs) amazing show. But it's just, you know, Mm -hmm. sort of in a different way from what you were saying about uh, Perfect Marriage Revenge, you know, mm-hmm. it just, like, is what it is and it's enjoyable and, like, don't think too hard about it because there are definitely some things that don't necessarily hold up to scrutiny. I will say, mm-hmm. I, you know, I really enjoyed it and then there's the 21st episode, which technically is, like, a special, but it it carries on just, like, from the rest of the episodes like it starts Mm -hmm. at the end of episode 20 um Mm -hmm. so i mean i guess like the way they i don't know i don't know how they make that determination it's essentially a 21st episode of dr romantic because also there are details revealed about things earlier in the series that are revealed in that 21st episode so it sort of is an essential episode of the whole story Um, but one of the main stories in that episode 21 is that a, um, a patient comes in who is HIV positive, who needs this Mm -hmm. urgent operation. And this came out in 20, it was filmed in 2016, but it came out early in 2017. And the way the hospital staff reacts to having an HIV patient. I was like, what year is it? Cause I swear mm. I saw episodes of ER in like the, like literally 20 years before this show came out that we're dealing with the same things. And, mm-hmm. you know, the fact that the sort of non-medical hospital staff would be freaked out about it. I mean, mm-hmm. and keep, saying that she has AIDS, which 
being HIV positive and having AIDS are not the same thing. And no no Uh. hospital staff who should 100% know that ever corrects that error. And Uh. that made me crazy. It just felt very, like, 20 years ago. It felt so backwards that they would be having this story in you know, in 2017, as if HIV positive patients didn't have surgery all the time. Like, I cannot believe that that is not also the case in Korea, because it is certainly the case in the US. And it has Mm -hmm. been so for decades. So, you know, that whole storyline really had my hackles up because I was like, this is real, like playing into people's prejudices. And I know it's supposed to be like, you know, humanizing this person with HIV. Um, But they really give a lot of airtime to people's dumb, ignorant prejudices. And I was not into Mm. it. And it was real disappointing because, you know, for the Mm -hmm. most part, this show was not like this. But Mm -hmm. that last episode, I was real annoyed. Plus, my Cocoa subscription was over, so I couldn't watch it at double speed anymore. Oh, no. (laughs) Anyway, I would still recommend Dr. Romantic. I've started Dr. Romantic 2. I haven't made it very far, um, but now Mm -hmm. they're at the point where they're actually in the hospital out in the country, so it should get better. All the stuff that takes place in Seoul is all, like, with, you know, the terrible shenanigating doctors and... Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, I think there's going to be some global speed in the future for me and Dr. Romantic, too, because it's just, you know, similarly, like, I don't need to watch it slow. <laughs> it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing that I've watched a little bit more of since the last time we recorded is uh, I'm through another episode of Crazy Love mm. on Hulu. And... Um, you know, I still don't hate it. I'm still intrigued about what's going to happen. I really would be surprised if I made it to the end of it because I'm also not like that obviously drawn into it that I have to watch every episode. I've only watched one episode in a week. But, um, you know, I haven't absolutely DNF'd it permanently. So we mm-hmm. will see that uh, mm. Kim Jae-wook has a lot of power over me, so... Yeah, but we're not here to talk about him today. We are here for an Ani's movie night, and the movie that we are going to talk about is My Heart Puppy from 2023. We are so up to the moment, (laughs) Zeus. An actual new movie. Yeah, an actual movie that came out. I mean, this episode won't come out in 2023, but it is 2023 when we're recording it. So it's still this year. (laughs) Yes, My Heart Puppy, Um, which is, here's a synopsis from MDL, because I agreed with it. I was trying to think about like what would my synopsis be and Mm. i'm like oh this is exactly like actually what i was gonna say Mm -hmm. (laughs) so here it is it is about a man who is about to get married and he learns that his fiance has a severe dog allergy so he goes through an adventure when he sets off with his older cousin to find a good home for his beloved dog 
And key word in this movie is adventure mm. because it is an adventure. And um, and when you when you look at the title, when it like generates a certain uh, picture to you, mm. I would say it's probably the correct picture. <laughs> it is, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Likely, it is the correct picture. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this movie has a lot of dogs in it and two humans and then a lot of humans who are in it for like one scene. <laughs> like basically, mm-hmm. yes, there's, there's quite a few <laughs> friends in it, um, but they're really not in it a lot. So our two mm-hmm. leads, the main guy, the owner of the beloved dog who he needs to rehome is Yuyan Suk. And Opa, we love very much. Um, and then his older cousin, who is his partner in this adventure, is played by Cha Taehyun. And the whole time of this, so this is definitely a deja vu. Deja vu? Yeah. I spent the entire movie being like, oh, what do I recognize this guy from? He's so familiar. And then after the movie was over, I was like, oh my gosh, he's like a ama- He's our bus driver friend from moving yes. that I just watched last week. That's pitiful. Yeah. It is pathetic. But he was so different. He really was so different from that character. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So that's the only explanation that I have because I was like, oh, my gosh, that that is not good that I could not figure out who he was. Um, I mean, I won't go through all of the cameos and explaining who all the people were. There are a ton of cameos. I mean, my favorite was mm. Park Jinju as one of the people that <laughs> yes. they're meeting with to potentially – uh, rehome the dogs and it did you catch the Wudo Juan cameo? I did not. So is it just he, in a picture? It's just in a picture. He's her husband. And like oh, when man. when they were in that scene where um the two guys are at the apartment to talk about the dog uh, you know, and they show like the family portrait up on the wall, but it's not like in close up or anything. But mm-hmm. I was like, oh, the husband looks like Wudo Juan. And then, like, that's all that you see of them. You know, we never meet those characters again. And then when I was looking on the MDL, I was like, it is Wudo <laughs> So, what? That's like, hilarious. Did the character have a bigger part originally? Because that seems really weird that they would <laughs> cast Wudo Juan just for that. Yeah, I wonder if they cut his thing or something. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I thought that was hilarious. Um, And, uh, you know, another notable cameo. There's a very brief cameo from Kim Yoo Jung uh, later Mm -hmm. in the movie. I was also delighted to see Rue So Young as the that kid's dad. Another potential homing situation that ended up hilariously violent oh Um, boy yeah but i you know i like him a lot he's been in some things that i've seen mostly a lot of like reality shows he's he does a lot of food shows now so if you do like if you watch on netflix like kimchi nation or Mm -hmm. banchan nation Mm -hmm. um uh, soup nation (laughs) Yeah. He's in all of those. Oh, I didn't realize. Uh, that. I haven't watched any of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This so was my he's... first meeting of him, although he has been in mm. some 
some recent things. He's in Queenmaker and Bloodhounds in support roles. Mm-hmm. So neither of which, um, I, both of which are on my list, but neither of which I've seen. Yeah, I haven't seen him in a lot of drama dramas, but I I know of him and I've seen him in a lot of like different, like these reality variety show type mm-hmm. things and he's delightful. Well, that's how uh, fun. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, let's get into it. Yeah. Hard puppy. So, uh, yeah. So as Susie said in the summary, um, you know, it starts out with, I mean, the way it starts out is very cute with him, like with us Mm. seeing him, like counting down the seconds until he can turn his computer off at work and then like run out the door and uh you know and you think he's like running home to get home to somebody and he is but it's his puppy that he's running home Mm -hmm. to get home to and um you know who is a uh let's see what is the puppy's name it's not on here is it no rooney rooney yeah um yeah rooney uh is an older golden retriever and you can mm-hmm. tell that he's older because he's all white around his muzzle. And oh my gosh, this dog is so cute and so good. Yeah. So cute. I mean, they got this dog to do so so many things. I mean, all the dogs in this movie were so good about taking baths. I guess if you're going to be a dog yes. actor, you have to be. But I, I will tell <laughs> you, I have been, I've known a lot of dogs in my life. And I've never seen a dog be so blasé about getting a bath as the dogs in this movie (laughs) yeah they were like "Hmm, this is nice (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah yeah we never saw them do anything bad um and but then he also has uh you know another reason to be rushing home and that is because he is rushing out again because he's going to propose to his girlfriend now in Uh this scene this movie did not I'll just say at the front, this movie did not go where I thought it was going to go at all. I mean, it oh, did yeah. in some oh, ways, yeah. but, um, yeah. but yeah, yeah. You totally like, will think one way about this girlfriend. Yeah, absolutely. And then by the end, you will totally change your mind. Yeah. And it's interesting because I don't understand why they did that. Exactly. That's that was exactly you know, how I felt because you spend the whole movie being yeah. like, but you shouldn't marry this girl. Like this is all a fool's yeah. errand because this girl is not the right girl for you. And I had yeah. questions about like why they planted those seeds because they definitely why? did. Like it's not just us. Like they definitely no, planted those a, seeds. Like there's so much in that scene that makes you go, oh, this lady is not in it for like mm-hmm. real love. Mm-hmm. You know, like. And, like, one of the main things would be, like, um, I feel like she would, if she was in it for love and understands, like, they've been dating for three years, so, um, and she's uh, deathly allergic to dogs, dog saliva, but she's been taking medication, and, like, when it comes question about, like, how are we going to live together, I feel like she would have been more insistent on, like, let's find a way to keep Rooney because you love him so much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not like, oh, can you rehouse him? Like, right. That's, like, she was a little like, oh, do you think anybody will, like, do that? But not like, I don't think you should do that, you know? Right. Which, 
I don't know. And there's other things too, like that w just makes you think she is one kind of lady. And then, I mean, why would you do this when the end game was like so different? So like, different. I never from thought, that. Yeah. I never thought she was going to react that way or even like, I don't know. That was so weird, right? Like, so weird. Yeah. I feel like ever mm. up until the very end, Every time mm. we interact with that character, which, to be fair, is very few times. Very, very little. Very little. Um, but, like, there's the scene, the proposal scene, and his, you know, presumably Sunbae, I don't know how he knows the, the guy who's the chef at the restaurant. But in any case, like, his friend who's mm -hmm. the chef at the restaurant says mm -hmm. outright to him, like, after having shut mm -hmm. his restaurant down to other customers and only had, you know, so they would only be alone in the restaurant, says to him, you know, it's okay to be, to stay single, right? What? Which, like, right. indicates, like, he knows something he that he like doesn't her? like about her, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so yeah. weird. So weird. That is very, very weird. Yeah, because, like, it would be different if, she also had a journey of realization mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. something like that. But we interacted with her so little that there was none of that. And it was just like sort of an about face. And you're just like, but where is this coming from? Right. If like you were like that before, you know, like it's very strange. Yeah. It's very strange. Yeah. But anyway. I, yeah. I really felt sort of blindsided by that you know, mm. you know I mean not like it's it's a pleasant blindsiding I guess if that can be a thing yeah I'm like I mean this is ideal for our character right, right. for you and so I'm like that's good because I really thought he was gonna like have to ditch that this lady yeah um and be sad about that but um yeah I mean it turned out well you yes. know it it turned out to be like the best of both worlds basically um but anyway I was more interested in the puppies anyway, so. Whatever. I mean, and that is that is the thing. Like, you have to, you know, you oh. have to, like, really let go of the fact that, you know, there's stuff that super doesn't make sense in this mm -hmm. movie. I mean, I am a person right. who has to take allergy medication every day of my life. Like, if her allergy mm -hmm. medication is such a big deal that she has, like, terrible side effects or something to mm -hmm. it, I wish they would have at least spent one line to say that. Because tons right. of people take allergy medication and it's not yeah. a big to, to like indicate that like we can't have a baby if I can't keep taking allergy medication. Like, really? Mm. I mean, maybe, yeah. but I feel like that deserved a little bit more fleshing out. But you just have yeah. to let it go because yeah. there is no more fleshing right. out. Yeah. Because honestly, in my opinion, this whole movie is a is a PSA about mm. how to treat animals especially mm. dogs mm -hmm. that are um because there's like they basically visit all these different places to try to rehome the dog and then different issues come up mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. dogs about the breed about just dogs in general and then they meet other dogs and also like other problems maybe more specifically in korea mm -hmm. about dogs come up and they talk about it and and so I feel like this whole thing was really like, hey, folks, here's like, don't just get a dog because you feel like you want to have a dog. Right. It's a big responsibility. You have to take care of the dog. You need to really like want the dog. You can't just like, oh, I don't like it anymore. And then like put it on the street or something, mm -hmm. you know, like it's just 
Um, so I thought that was interesting. Like by the end, I was like, oh, this was like one big like, this is how you treat dogs mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of kind of story. So, yeah. Yeah, it's true. It did yeah. point out a lot of um, a lot of sort of potential pitfalls in people's reasoning for why they should get a dog. I mean, that bro mm-hmm. in the like penthouse, oh what on earth? earth i was like sir you should not get any kind of dog most especially a golden retriever but like you should not like you should not call people over to your house to have a meeting about rehoming a dog if you have done literally zero research on dogs i mean they have never had contact with a dog with a dog otherwise you would know that they like shed either a lot or a little but never zero right <laughs> like it's gonna get on you it's gonna get on things it's right gonna be you're gonna be vacuuming a lot right you know right. just what yeah that was so, insane yeah that was like an extreme situation it was yeah. kind of funny i mean it was like a hilarious stereotype of that but i think that i mean it is like kind of to your point of like pointing out all these different Mm -hmm. bad reasons people have for getting dogs like that's a real thing like people get a living thing to have as an accessory you know because they want to look cool Mm -hmm. like oh my gosh right you're such a ridiculous and the uh the whole scene with the little boy um Mm -hmm. You know, at the at the beginning, before <laughs> Yuyun Suk goes upstairs, and they they realize like that his dog looks exactly like the the boy's dead dog, and I was like, oh no, mm-hmm. this is gonna be like, uh, what's the one with Han Hyo Ju with uh, is it Spring Waltz where um where he gets adopted because he's the doppelganger oh, of yeah, yeah, the yeah. dead son. <laughs> And and there's no end game in sight. And I was like, oh, no, this is going to be like that. And then it essentially was like, yeah, I was like, that is not a good reason either. Yeah. But that was like also pointing out something really important, which is like um, the pitfall of if you lost a dog and then you adopt a dog that looks exactly the same, you're going to expect them to like behave the same Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or, you know, have the same personality and dogs have different personalities. So perhaps that's not the best solution in this case. Right. You know, and maybe wait a little longer because this this kid is real sad. I mean, about one his dog. month, like his dad's like he needs to yeah, get over to what I was like, one month is nothing. Like maybe not one time. year we should have this conversation, not one right. month. Right. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And, you know, adopt a different kind of dog. Right. Or yes. one that does not look so similar. Right. I mean, it's uh, he's not a like two year old. If you want your kid to have a yeah. new dog, the kid should have some say in what the new dog is, perhaps. Not right. just like, let me right. arrange for you to get a doppelganger dog. Oh my gosh. <sighs> but yeah. then, you know, mm-hmm. I mean the in my mm-hmm. opinion, there's some real funny parts through that opening sequence, but for the most part, for right. me, the you know, real charm of the movie is like once they hit the road. To, yes. you know, to try and, like, find, at this point, they've now acquired a second dog who needs a temporary home. <laughs> uh, and along the way, yeah. they end, I mean, they end up, spoiler alert, with eight dogs in total. <laughs> 
Yeah, they find uh, this box of four puppies mm-hmm. that were abandoned on the side of the road. And then they try to find a shelter, which they did. But it's also a place where they're just overwhelmed with dogs yeah. and they have good intentions, but don't have enough resources. And, you know, in the end, they will have to put down some dogs because nobody's adopting them, which is very, very sad and heartbreaking. And so it's like heartbreaking, but also like so funny how they like end up, especially uh, Chata Hyun's character, who mm-hmm. was very like, I'm going to convince this lady to take all these dogs, you know, and he ends up basically taking all the dogs plus one mm-hmm. a right. dog that was scheduled to be put down he looked at this dog and was just like nope can't mm-hmm. no i'll take him mm-hmm. i mean as soon <laughs> as he went in there i was like that guy's coming out with another dog mm-hmm. yeah yeah um, it was so funny but i mean this little pug this tiny little pug with this it's little pug fun. face and his name's thor <laughs> oh come on and they're just like soulmates <laughs> adorable i mean every dog in this movie is just so the cutest so we have a golden retriever who's like the main Mm -hmm. dog the first Mm -hmm. dog and then there's a black lab Mm -hmm. um who is the who has owners who are going to be out of the country for six months is what his backstory is so they it is temporary for right. now. Right. Although, I mean, who knows? Uh, who knows? Right. <laughs> um, and then there's box oh puppies, which are mixed box breed of... puppies, which that right. was really, that whole like little storyline was very shocking to me. The fact that like people won't yeah. adopt mixed breed dog. I mean, just yeah. because I'm a person who like, I love dogs. I do not care about dog breeds at all. Right. Like less than zero. Uh-huh. Do I care about dog breeds? Yeah. Because... Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sorry if you're offended by this, listeners, but dog breeds are pretend. Dog breeds are a thing that humans invented. Like, they're not, you know, I mean, like, some humans decided that this is the standard, but, like, it is not Mm -hmm. a thing that exists in nature. It is a thing that people Mm -hmm. made up. And, like, dogs be dogs. Dogs be dogging. Yeah. So, (laughs) I just, like, I found that very shocking that people are so, like, fixated on on you know, so-called pure mm-hmm. breed dogs that they would right. uh, not adopt mixed breed dogs. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's really true. I would like to mm-hmm. believe it is not as true as, you know, in mm-hmm. it is as it is presented in this one scene of this movie, but in any case. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And then, so then we end up with Thor and then, oh my gosh! And then they're at this guest house on their trip because mm-hmm. they're driving to oh, Jeju with gosh, all the yeah. dogs. And they end up mm-hmm. in this guest house where this halabaji is—I mean—abusing the dog. That's like that's yes. what it comes down to. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And it's you know it's I mean the to the movie's credit, you know again we've established this movie is not going for realism. I really appreciated the fact that mm-hmm. if you, you know, if you know about dogs, you can tell, like, this is not an abused dog. Like, this is a perfectly fine dog that they have, like, tried to make look, you know, like mm-hmm. it's, like, mangy and stuff. Yeah. But, like, if yeah. you've seen actual dogs that have been suffering from neglect or abuse, 
they look so much worse, like orders of magnitude worse than this dog. And I was like, that's right. I don't want to see what a real abused dog looks like. I want to see this like, oh. you know, for a movie abused dog that one in one scene later mm. is going to look perfectly fine. <laughs> so, Because <laughs> that is what this movie, that is what this movie calls for. That is the tone mm. of this movie is like, this is... Mm-hmm. pretend circumstances to tell you this real sweet story and P.S. here are a lot of super cute dogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and they show some, like, caring of the dog. So once they, like, pick up a new dog, they, like, give them a bath and yep. clean them up mm-hmm. and stuff. And it's really, really great. Um, and they, oh, for Thor, they talked about how some people that live in apartments would like declaw their dogs. Oh, yeah, which that's is right. I forgot about terrible that. Thing so terrible to do to a dog. Um, because I mean, it's of the such, noise they make. It's like know? imagine if human beings had a surgery to remove your entire fingernail bed. Like that is essentially mm-hmm. what it is. It's yikes. Ugh. So terrible. Uh, but yeah, these like. You know, the problems of people living in, like, small spaces, Mm -hmm. having dogs that are not adequately, like, exercised, and you have to, like, keep them in the house, like, all day, Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I don't know, it's just, like, you know, it makes you think, like, really, like, when you want to have a dog, maybe have a yard, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) or, like, a place you can, like, really exercise your dog easily, um... Uh, I thought it was interesting when they were on the ferry to Jeju. They actually had a pet area. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's very inclusive. Thank Mm -hmm. you. (laughs) Yeah, I was very surprised by that, too. I've never seen that. Yeah. Of course, Uh, I stay off of boats, but. Yes. I I can't say that I've been on many boats myself or uh, especially fairies. Yeah. Where I guess more people are carrying like belongings sure. instead of just recreationally doing it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, so that's, but that was, I thought that was very, very cool that they had an area where your dog can go yeah. or your other pets can go. Hang out with your pets. Um, yeah. Um, and then they get to Jeju and they have this like weird encounter <laughs> with. <laughs> a rich lady um played by Kim Yoo Jung mm-hmm. um who is essentially basically uh rescuing dogs who are going to be like down to just like live out their lives instead of being put down right but she does it in such a way that is not out of affection really it's just like well I don't know, for some reason, she just doesn't want them to be put down instead, you know, and just live a, you know, it might have something to do with her own condition, just thinking about herself, like, she wouldn't want to be put down because she has this disease. It's true. Or something like that. Like, who knows? But again, we didn't, like, meet with her very long, so she didn't really, like, elaborate on any kind of, like, background, like, why she was doing it. But they realized that she doesn't even know the dog's names there. Right. Because she's like, they're going to die anyway. I don't want to get attached to them. Right. Which I think is also sensible in a way because there's so many of them. And like, 
how many times are you going to have to go through like, oh, no, this one died and this one died. Well, it seems like she doesn't really have very much interaction with the dogs. Like she employs a staff to care for the dogs. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, this Mm -hmm. huge house with this enormous property and stuff. So the Mm -hmm. dogs are very Mm -hmm. well cared for, but nobody knows their names. Like it's just, you know, a a job. Um, Mm -hmm. Which I, yeah, that whole sequence seemed very weird to me. I mean, because I've known, you know, people who worked in veterinary practices and in shelters and stuff and, People who work, do that kind of work generally love animals. Like it just seemed weird Mm -hmm. that even the staff and stuff would be so indifferent Mm -hmm. to the sort of individuality of the dogs. Right, right. Um, But But, I mean, I fully expected it to be like actually someplace that only looks nice and then it's going to be like, oh, actually they're all just like in tiny cages. But it's not. It's like, as, as advertised, they get to like run around and be fed well and they're look like they're cleaned well you know like it's like top tier care in this place there's just no emotion there's no emotion involved i mean i you know we didn't like explore it but i some of the some of the staff would i think really like have some emotions involved with the dogs they care for i would wager yeah you know it's yeah. not just a job after a little while, at least. Um, yeah, yeah. And maybe they have named them in their hearts. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't <laughs> be at all surprised. I mean, the movie's not about yeah. that. Um, but I mean, I did think that some of the things, you know, like you said, um, some of the things that she says are quite sensible as, you know, mm-hmm. as far as like, this is not a family. Like, this is a place mm-hmm. for them to live out their days. Like, if you... Mm-hmm. If you if they're family to you, why are you letting them go? Which I think is you know hard to hear, mm-hmm. but also like mm-hmm. relevant. Like Correct. are they like would Correct. you do this yeah. to a human in your family? Um, right. You know, just right. because it's like inconvenient. Like this is really the best solution you can come up with. Um, right. So I thought that was a good truth bomb from her. Yeah. For. Yu Yun Suk's character to think about also like because I'm sh- you know he was absolutely like torn about it but mm. he he chose the human than the dog right. which is like sort of like what society expects you to do right it's right. like it's just a dog it's not a human they're not really your family when like in reality <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. you know there they could be more family than the human family right i mean Uh, you know again like what like i was saying in the beginning of the episode like to to my friend in nashville who just lost her dog like it -hmm. is absolutely like losing a you know a brother or a partner for her like you know it Mm -hmm. is not any different so um yeah that's it, it that that whole sequence, like how it was played out, was quite strange to me. Like mm-hmm. the the choices she made for her character were strange mm-hmm. to me. Um, but I thought that the speech, like her her uh, character's speech, was quite compelling as far as the things that she mm-hmm. had to say because you know it actually was made a lot of sense. Like you know mm-hmm. she wasn't necessarily yeah. saying what they wanted to hear, but um, right. she was she was telling the truth and it made sense so mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. Yeah. So that was a no-go and that was their destination. They right. were like, oh no, this is going to be like the place. And then right. they're like, oh no, they don't even know their names. Uh, maybe not. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. So they end up with eight dogs. <laughs> right. But and also- I was like, I didn't, I don't understand also like why this solution wasn't the solution anyway in the beginning only that this movie wants them to acquire more dogs. Right. But, you know, since the uncle who owns the Black Lab is going to be gone anyway, mm-hmm. uh, why can't, you know, the cousin take care of both dogs in this nice house with the big yard? Right. And just, like, house sit for his right. uncle, which he seems pretty nice and would be amenable, I would feel like. Right. And, you know, instead of leaving your house empty right. for like six months, which is your planned, you know, away time. So. Right. I mean, he was yeah. willing to write off a $23,000 debt to have him yeah. look after the dog for six months. Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah I'm Why pretty not? sure Cross it would have been okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah absolutely. Was, yeah. I mean, I'll so. tell you. As soon as, uh, as soon as he went to that like cat bakery in JJ, oh. uh, I was like, "Oh, they're gonna turn the old house into a dog cafe, and they'll all live there together yeah. with the dog." After Yu Yun Suk dumps his terrible girlfriend, <laughs> they'll all live in the house <laughs> together with all the dogs, and you know, a, yeah, the the cousin will run a coffee cafe downstairs with all the dogs mm-hmm. i mean i was sort of half right yeah they did talk about it like why don't we do this mm-hmm. and i hope in the future they do because yeah. yeah they have enough dogs there to be like don't bring your own dog <laughs> don't bring your own dog come, come if you just want to pet some dogs <laughs> right which i just great for the dogs and mm-hmm. great for the people mm-hmm. and i have always said one of my slogans in life is I love other people's well-behaved dogs. Like dogs are, well-behaved dogs are the best. And also any kind of dog, Mm -hmm. behaved or not, is a huge responsibility and commitment. So Mm -hmm. I really like loving on other people's dogs that they pay the hospital or that pay the vet bills for and they clean up (laughs) i just like to come in and be the dog lover and so i would love a cafe like that come and get my pour over coffee and love on some dogs come on but eight dogs man (laughs) that's a lot of dogs eight dogs that's a lot of dogs yeah my gosh um but overall, how did you feel about the movie? And would you recommend it? I would recommend it. It's super cute. And it has a good message. And it turned out well, which I liked, you know, even though it sort of didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I would recommend it as a, like, just feel good thing. And um, I was, like, halfway through, I was like, I want a puppy. And by the end, I was like, I want a puppy. So, yeah, I would say it's a light, it's really quite light uh, watch, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, He has some things that he deals with, with like the death of his mom and stuff like that, that has happened. And he was, 
you know, part of like a thing that he hasn't really dealt with mm-hmm. um, and with his, you know, with his mom's house and stuff like that. So, but overall, it's a very, very fun, fun watch and light watch and lots of, lots of cute dogs. Oh my gosh. Every dog in this movie is adorable. They they really outdid themselves on the dog casting, I would say. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, I absolutely agree. I mean, I really enjoyed this movie. Do not think too hard about it. It does not bear thinking hard about like it is just, you know, it reminded me kind of of a Disney movie, even though there's something distinctly mm-hmm. Korean about it. Like in, it does not unfold in the way a western movie would unfold i feel like um in ways that i can't entirely articulate but it's like distinctly not a western movie but sort of similar from a of a disney movie in that like it's just there to make you have a lot of nice feelings and for me mission accomplished so if especially if you loved dogs it does not end like american movies about dogs end. i'll just say that if you're familiar with the movies about dogs genre in american cinema this movie does not have that which Mm. was such a delight to me because the way those marley and me and (laughs) you were like predicting the end basically saying like oh it's probably gonna not explicitly, but we're just like, mm, it's going to end like any other old dog movie. And I was like, is it? I don't know. And nope. also, I haven't watched a lot of dog movies, so I don't know. But I was all like, do they die? <laughs> and you're like, well. <laughs> no, no dogs die. No, no, dogs no die not here, a single dog which dies. Which is a delight. That's right. Not a single one, which yeah. I did not expect. I expected at least like some something happening nope. in there that's like a little sad but no no not at all nope. so plus yeah plus yeah this movie is rated g and it is extremely mm-hmm. gentle on the viewers like mm-hmm. even like i said yes. even that abused dog does not really look all that abused it has abused no. makeup on so which then washes <laughs> right off um so yeah if you want that kind of thing i mean it really those dogs are so cute and i mean watching you and suck he interacts with the dogs Mm -hmm. the most um i mean both Mm -hmm. of the the human leads are real real adorable interacting with the dogs too i mean i think both both of those actors must also be dog lovers or else they're just real real good at their jobs i know and you know there's nothing like oh like I was wondering if the cousin was going to have like a little bit of an aversion with mm. dogs before and mm-hmm. then throughout the movie like warm up to dogs but no they're both just like dogs we love them <laughs> mm-hmm. come and lick our face all the time oh, gosh, you know that was so funny kind of thing yeah and he's getting a facial yeah, so. from the dogs he's like this feels so yeah. good all the four puppies are like right on him it's so cute they're real real really um, cute so yeah. yeah it's not serious but it's real sweet and fun so my mm-hmm. heart puppy mm-hmm. filled my hearts with puppies <laughs> Well, it's an Ani's Movie Night episode, Suze, so that means it is time for a snack corner. 
So yes, did you enjoy a snack while you were watching this movie or at some other time? Uh, I think I did not really eat a snack during this movie, mm. but I have a fun snack thing that happened Ooh. this week. Mm-hmm. So if you know, listeners, the YouTube channel, um, First We Feast, mm-hmm. um, they are most... Um, famous for the Hot Ones videos. Where oh, I did not realize that come. was the same channel. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they do those videos where they have the celebrities come and eat hot wings mm-hmm. um, from mild to very spicy and like have an interview mm-hmm. um, with like varying results. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure you've heard at least of that, if not have seen a bunch of them. The clips are all over the internet mm-hmm. all the time. So it's unavoidable. Have, yeah, you must have stumbled upon one or two of them. Well, they also have a series of videos where they talk about snacks. And most recently, um, some K poppers mm-hmm. got to be on that um, channel. It's not always just K pop people. I mean, Paris Hilton recently was on it. So, um, okay. <laughs> So all kinds of celebrities have been on there, mm-hmm. um, but a bunch of K-popers. So the last one they did was with 80s. <laughs> and I am familiar with just about all of these snacks that they have. So each member talks about what is their favorite snack mm-hmm. kind of thing. And uh, our boy son loves a binge. <laughs> and I'm like... I love Susie loves a bench. What is a bench? What is a bench, you say? What is a bench? A bench is a delightful cookie coated on one side with chocolate. And it is so good. Mm-hmm. And he is right to say it is expensive. Mm-hmm. It's not the cheapest thing, you know, so it's a it's a nice treat. Um, but yeah, I was like, son, you and me. But also Somebody, uh, was it, I think Jong-ho said he, he loves Ferrero Rocher. Yeah. I'm like, yes, Ferrero Rocher. Right? Of course. Which yes. I talked about then, in a snack corner. Yeah. Well, I talked about yes. peripherally in a in a Ask Me Anything, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. And also, he's my fave, AT, so. Yes. <laughs> You're singing Haribo. <laughs> um. Yeah, but I I do uh, recommend checking it out. It's also like a just a fun video, yeah. and the boys are very funny in They're it. Adorable. And but there's if you want to know some snacks, like not all of them are Korean snacks, obviously with the Ferrero Rocher, right? But like about half and half are like Korean, yeah, specific mm-hmm. snacks. I think. Um. So yeah, uh, I recommend that video. I recommend the binge, mm-hmm. binge b i n c h. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a nice alternative to a curse word. If you want to just confuse people. Exactly. I mean, that's what we like to do. Like, would you like to split this? Should I cut this bench? <laughs> They're not that big. You don't exactly. really need to split it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. What about you? Did you did you consume any snacks? I did. Uh, I mean, I did have lunch partly while I was eating this, so we won't talk about my lunch. But at the end of the lunch, I was telling Susie uh, 
right before we started recording, I spent almost the entire day yesterday baking holiday treats because it is Mm -hmm. that time of year. And Mm -hmm. uh, when I was done with my lunch at the very end of this movie, I enjoyed some of the cookies that I made yesterday. And I'm going to talk about my favorite cookie... I mean, I, I am a lover of cookies, especially homemade cookies, but my very, very favorite cookie uh, that I've been making for years and years is a potato chip cookie, which I've made many times oh. to take to like cookie exchanges and stuff. And I won't tell people what it is. And I make them guess what the secret ingredient is. Um, they're very easy to make. They're basically like shortbread cookies with crunched up potato chip crumbs. So I use Mm. um, like ruffled potato chips. So the, you know, the pieces are quite substantial once they get mixed in. Um, But it's just Mm. like butter and sugar and flour and potato chips the way I make it. My mom puts nuts in, but I don't like it that well with the nuts. I just put in more potato chips. And um, they are my favorite, favorite cookies. And I made some yesterday and I ate one today. So if you would like that recipe, just uh, DM us on Instagram. I'm happy to share it because it's my favorite recipe. They're not hard to make and... I love them. Potato chip cookies. <laughs> awesome. Very good. Oh, cookies. You know, I right? didn't, I haven't done a like holiday cookie baking thing for a couple years now. Mm. So I really should get back into it because it is, one, it's fun, but also like then you got cookies. Then you got cookies. <laughs> yeah. Which is really nice. One year I made this really good, um, is it gingerbread cookies? Mm-hmm. And I did the like gingerbread man shape and stuff, and it like made a ton of cookies. So I like brought some to work and then gave some to G to bring to her office. Mm-hmm. And her people, like years later, still talked about. Oh, wow. Oh, they were so good. And then I'm like, now I'm like, I don't remember which recipe I used. <laughs> so I don't know if I can replicate it. But yeah. I I do want to do it again. I have this recipe for like a chocolate Nutella one. Oh. <laughs> it's just decadent. Mm-hmm. It's so good. But I also love these like lemon cookies mm-hmm. that I make. See, I like the, the ones you don't have to roll out. So all you have to do is like make a ball from drop, the dough drop and then they'll or, just drop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I like those because they're less work. Oh, cutout cookies are so much work. Oh my gosh, I don't they're do so like decorated cookies yeah. or anything like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I didn't decorate my men. They were just nope. shaped like yeah. men. Nope. Cookies here they are. So because yeah, here they are. It's pure. You don't have the <laughs> extra sugar from the icing. Exactly. It's healthier. <laughs> sure. That's. That's the rationale. Sure. Cheers. That's what people are looking for in their cookies. Right, right. Do you have any healthy cookies? Um, that's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, baking is already, especially if you're making different kinds of cookies. I mean, I was exhausted after having been on my feet for like, mm-hmm. like six, seven yeah, hours yesterday yeah. baking. I mean, it's a lot. And then like to do all mm-hmm. the icing and stuff on top of that. No, thank you. Well, it is nap time. 
to ask Lynn, what do you think? Mm-hmm. I'm ready. Mm. Now, you were talking about how uh, you probably wouldn't want to, like, take on a dog on your own mm-hmm. because it's it's a big commitment. It is. Um, but if you if you could, what kind of dog would be your ideal kind of dog? Oh, um, I mean, when I think about the dogs that I have been most in love with in my life, mm-hmm. I mean, there have been a few. I do. I am fond of a of a uh, golden retriever as is the star mm-hmm. of this. I would say probably the first dog that I really fell in love with um, was when I was pretty newly out of college, a couple years out of college, I guess. And one of my good friends from college, um, you know, got married and they adopted this dog. I think Kella was already grown when they had adopted her. And uh, I've known in my life numerous people who you know, sort of adopted dogs when they were young adults or when they were newly married and then had old dogs and little kids. You know, they like waited a couple of years to have kids and then they had old dogs with the little kids, um, which can be a really good combination and is also really sad then as the kids get bigger because then they have real old dogs who are done being old dogs. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, mm-hmm. anyway, Kella was the first dog that I just absolutely fell in love with and felt kind of a, I mean, spiritual bond sounds weird, but I, you know, like had a connection with, with this dog and I really, really loved her. Um, oh, you know what? She was not a golden retriever. She was a yellow lab. Uh, and she was really great. There was another, another friend that I knew many years later who was in the scenario that I was talking about with little kids and an old dog. And uh, her dog was was a golden, which was another super sweet dog. But Kella was a yellow lab, and uh, and I really loved her. And I think that, that labs, in my experience, are quite smart. Um, you know, you can mm-hmm. train them to do things. So, I mean, I'm not trying to get a dog, but I would, I would like mm-hmm. a... Retriever type dog, I think, like that sort of mm. mid-size, not huge dog, right. and you know, mm-hmm. smart, trainable, and affectionate, good companions. That's what I would yeah. say. But I'm not uh, fixated on it being a purebred dog, obviously, right. <laughs> based on my previous comments. So yeah. really, anything yeah. that's sort of that that size and has some of those characteristics would be good mm. for me. I'm not trying to get a little dog to sit in your pocket. Yeah, I would. I don't know. Uh, I would probably want also like sort of a mid to big size dog mm-hmm. um, to just. I don't know. I don't want to sit on my dog. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> like For I real, sit on my dog. Mm-hmm. Like it's so scary. Um, but yeah, I would want a dog that is reasonably can be, you know, exercise outside mm-hmm. and you know, run around and you won't worry about them. Like, I don't know, burrowing under the fence, mm-hmm. <laughs> like a rabbit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't want to carry my dog around. Sorry. Well, I mean, don't. it's a little bit of a trade off because they do get old 
And, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes that especially like labs uh, ha- tend to have hip problems. I've known a lot of uh, mm-hmm. older labs who had hip problems. So you might need to carry them around, um, mm-hmm. which, you know, if you're carrying around like a 70 pound dog, you need some upper body strength. So, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's definitely a trade off. But yeah, I mean, a, a dog mm-hmm. to be able to go outside and do stuff with just when you were mm-hmm. saying like, um, some of my friends in Tennessee have a dog. What kind of dog is he? He's like a a mixed breed, you know, like medium sized dog. Um, but he loves mm-hmm. to go hiking. And they live yeah. right adjacent to a, a state park with hiking trails and stuff. Oh, and um, yeah, and they, you know, and that just seems like I would, I would love that if I had a dog to go mm-hmm. out and have adventures with like that. That would be. Yeah, that would be my ideal. Mm-hmm. It's not in the cards. A dog is too, <laughs> too much responsibility. But I would love to think about that. Right. I have barely have time to take care of the things I have to take care of now. Right. Adding a dog. No, thank you. Right. But maybe one day. I don't know. I mean, I do love a dog. So please, maybe that dog cafe. That mm, dog cafe. Right. Right next door. Yeah. Next door, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or like borrow a dog to take it on a hike. Somebody come up with mm-hmm. some some dog related, canine related uh, ideas, business ideas. We'll get mm-hmm. on board mm-hmm. with that. That sounds great. Well, listeners, do you love dogs? Mm-hmm. What kind of dog would be your ideal dog or no dog? Mm-hmm. You can find us and let us know. Suze, where can they find us? You can find us on Instagram at Onis on Opus Pod and tell me all your dog stories. Mm-hmm. Tell us all your dog stories. Mm-hmm. We love talking about dogs. We love <laughs> seeing dogs. We love playing with dogs. We just cannot have a dog right now. Yeah. But yeah, tell us like the silliest thing your dogs did. Mm has done recently (laughs) you know some of you are celebrating christmas so or has celebrated christmas when you hear this and did they do anything funny with your tree Mm. i saw a video where they did something very unfunny to the tree yeah and people came home and Mm -hmm. their dog had destroyed their presents that are like Yeah, had chewed through the packaging Mm -mm. and broke some presents Mm -mm. and broke some ornaments. It was not a good scene. (laughs) No, I don't want to see that video. No, thank you. No, no. (laughs) But if you have any lighthearted, delightful, silly stories Mm -hmm. about your dogs, let us know. Yeah. Let us know. What kind of puppy is in your heart, listeners? Mm -hmm. Because our hearts are full of these heart puppies from this movie. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah. And, you know, what do you think about our Opas from the movie? Mm -hmm. Did, did you recognize our Opa from moving? I did not recognize. Uh, it was delightful (laughs) to see Yu Yun Suk again. He had, Mm -hmm. I mean, he did have some stress in his life, but boy, howdy was not Mm -hmm. like Mr. Sunshine. I'll just say that. (laughs) Not at all. No, no, no. It was so nice to see him be like... Pretty much lighthearted and very fun and funny. Mm-hmm. Funny as movie. Yeah. Delightful. Yeah. And this, listeners, 
what is this? Is our 30th episode. Yeah, episode. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Episode 30 of this podcast. And we decided <laughs> that it was about time that we should wrap up the first season. <laughs> it's just been going on and on and on. And on. on. Yeah. So uh, episode 30 will be the last episode of our first season of the On On Opus podcast. And we're going to be taking a little break in between before we launch our second season. But never fear. Keep checking your feed because there will be some bonus content coming your way. So we will not be forsaking you for long. We're Mm. just taking a break to get rejuvenated and recharged. And then we'll be back with a bunch more episodes devoted to some of our favorite support actors, some of our favorite onis, and some of our favorite opas. Because Mm -hmm. you know... As Kim Sun Young said in Reply 1988, because they are handsome, we call them Opa, irrespective of their age. We call them Opa. That's what we do on this show. That's what we'll be doing next season. So until then, mm-hmm. annyeong! Annyeong! Annyeong!